When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is TNF In Session, Episode 2. That's right, this is the show where I record live on YouTube. This is a podcast you're hearing later on. But I record on YouTube with some of my Patreon supporters in the TNF boardroom levels. That's uh, $15 or higher. They're in there now. They're in the chat room. I'll be referring to them. And I also got some questions I'll be answering from my Patreon supporters. I put a call for questions every month. Usually I type out the answers. But this is a lot more fun. Happy to be here. Just kind of a free-range show. Me having fun. And a little bit later, the YouTube video goes up and people can make uh, rude comments. I don't know. That's what YouTube's about, right? I don't know. I'm old. I'm out of touch. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Uh, on this recording day, it is, uh, it's an interesting day for me. It's a day I've been waiting for. It's been circled on the calendar. Almost like a sports team circling when, uh, you know, they got a rival or maybe a baseball player circling the day in which he plays his former team. Except for, well, that's all kind of vengeance-filled. This is, this is just a day circled because it's been exciting waiting for it didn't think this day would come and i'm not just talking about when i started writing this book i'm talking about for a long long time that's right my book why we love star wars the great moments about the galaxy far far away uh from mango publishing is out and if you're listening chances are you already know if you haven't uh, if you're just learning about it now that's no problem you can go to amazon barnes and noble IndieBound, try to order it there or if you got a you know a bookstore you like you can always go to the bookstore and say hey uh, show them a picture like you're looking at a, like a haircut. Uh, me want this, and then maybe they'll order it, and that will help as well, too. So the book is out, and it was something I started working on in uh, August of 2018, something that happened uh, because I've, I've always wanted to, to write a book because who, who doesn't want to write a book? We all think we got a book in us, and, and I was always afraid of that idea. I was afraid of da- uh, that, that notion. Writing is something I love, but writing is also something that's very difficult and something at times I've been afraid of, and sometimes I've just been too lazy to write. Uh, but my life switched uh, rather unexpectedly and rapidly in January 2018 when I lost my full-time job and found myself jobless for the first time uh, in about 20 years almost to the month it was really weird almost to um in fact it actually was to the month 20 years earlier the last time i I got laid off and that was my radio job in january of 1998 i got laid off and by august of 1998 i decided all right or, or not decided but that was when i moved to los angeles so here it was the parallels are sometimes eerie or if you're a spiritual person they kind of had some uh, godly poetry to them. Uh, that's a thing. Godly poetry. It's George Lucas poetry and godly poetry. Uh, January uh, 2018, lose my gig and took me one January uh, by August of, of 2018, 20 years to uh, the month that I moved to Los, Ange- Los Angeles. I started working on the book, uh, picked it up in earnest in um, uh, September 
worked really hard. But this is something I want to do. Not necessarily just a Star Wars book. Uh, that came about that made sense with the publisher because, you know, uh, I'm known for the Star Wars things. Uh, that's what we wanted to do. So uh, the publisher, uh, you know, I had some other ideas and this one just made the most sense. Uh, and I love doing it. And it was it was me putting, uh, you know, 40 plus years of fandom into it. Uh, oh, that's got that. That new book smell. Do you smell that? Uh, also got this great picture on the back of me and uh, Ratsy, uh, my girlfriend Grace's dog that we took. Uh, a lot of fun. So 104 essays in there, 100 greatest moments, uh, some uh, interlude essays, which is an homage to the um, uh, Aftermath novels by Chuck Wendig when he had the little interludes, which are actually some of my favorite parts of that. So that's what I enjoyed there. So the book is out. We'll be doing more discussions on it. I feel bad talking about it, but you got to promote, you got to hock your wares. I'm like a traveling salesman now going door to door. You want vacuums or a book about Star Wars? Uh, that's uh, that's what I got going on here. But I want to get into some questions here. TNF in session. It's not just all about uh, my other work. It's about you guys asking me some questions and getting some thought starters. We do this with the TNF hotline as well. It's kind of similar, uh, but that uh, show is still one of my favorite shows because that's uh, guaranteed to hear other voices. This is some questions here, and I got uh, people in the chat room still. Got some people there. Uh, Tim is there saying his copy, uh, copy of the book is arriving tomorrow over here. Now, over there, uh, he, he is not from these parts, and I know a lot of people had questions um, about ordering the book, and is it available in Canada? Is it available uh, overseas, UK and stuff. And it is, I am not an expert on how to get it. Uh, Tim, how did you order? If you're in the chat room, you can type back to me now. How did you order that book through what source did you order that book? Huh? I'm going to wait for that answer there. I know we got a little bit of delay. Um, and Abdul's wondering, we got some just general questions about the books before we start. Abdul's wondering if there are any pictures of Star Wars theme scenes throughout the book. No, no pictures. There's some cool art uh, from a, uh, a, a Shutterstock uh, uh, with, a, with a, the publisher Mango has a deal with. Uh, but no pictures. We can't really put those in there. This is a, a, a book from a fan's perspective. It's a fan's journey. Uh, Mango Publishing is the publisher. But, of course, it's not Lucasfilm, Disney. Uh, we're good to go on that because it's a, it's a uh, you know, it's... Uh, discussion. It's a it's a it's a look into Star Wars. It's not about Star Wars. It's not an official story. So that's that. Uh, Tim, I'll wait for Tim's answer. He might not be in the chat room too. It's also a bit of a delay. Oh no, he said he ordered it from uh, Bull.com. It's kind of the Dutch Amazon. There's your answer. If you're if you're out there checking and you're and you and you want to go to the Dutch Amazon, go to Bull B O L dot com. I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, that's great. Let's get some questions here as we're live on the show here. And then pretty soon we'll be doing some phone calls or actually we might do both stand by to stand by uh, as I get the uh, phone thing ready. I am. All right. First question comes from uh, this is uh, Tony Morrow. Tony Morrow on Patreon. Uh, a longtime supporter uh, of a lot of the Schmoe's work. Oh, but Sir Thomas Atal says Canadians can order it from Amazon.com or Amazon.ca. It's slightly cheaper and will arrive faster if you buy it from the .com site. All right, there you go, Canadian friends. Tony Moore asks uh, a couple questions, uh, like, do I own a Nintendo Switch? The answer is uh, no. Uh, what's a typical Easter tradition for me? Uh, you know, besides watching the movie Hop, Tony, don't do that. But he asks a good question here, are you a hockey fan? Now, we don't often talk about sports here on the Knapsack Files, but a lot of times with TNF Hotline, it allows me to talk about sports because you guys might ask the question. And the question is, am I a hockey fan? Uh, yeah, I am a hockey fan. I love going to hockey games. I don't go to a ton here. Got the Kings nearby. Been to some Kings games. I've been to some Anaheim Ducks games. A friend of mine, Carla, um, 
is known for being, uh, she's famous around uh, the Ducks and Ducks games for screaming. If you ever watch like a Ducks game, an Anaheim Ducks game, or as they used to be known, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, uh, and you hear like a girl screaming from the rafters really loud. And it's like, let's go ducks or something like that. She, that's a friend of mine. And like the players know her now, the announcers know her now. She has just got this amazing ability to just project. And she's such a quiet, shy girl, but she's a big ducks fan. So I love hockey. Uh, and in 1994, when I was wrapping up high school, 93, 94, I really got into hockey, big baseball fan, football fan, Miami dolphin fan, all that stuff. But hockey, I really got into uh, because the Kings, uh, you know, this is a few years after Gretzky had joined them, and that was big. And, and I grew up three and a half hours, three hours north of uh, L.A. So Kings are kind of like our near nearest team. The Sharks were either brand new or not quite on the way. I can't remember when the Sharks entered the NHL. Um, but uh, I... Uh, I uh, uh, had a friend, uh, a friend of mine named Lauren. Uh, he was a big hockey fan, and, and he got me into hockey cards. And so I started watching uh, the Kings on Prime Ticket, uh, the local sports channel there, carrying the LA Sports. And then I had this is this is where I got that great idea. I was like, I'm going to take up uh, hockey, but I, I don't really skate strong. And I know my Canadian listeners are probably like, well, that's a letdown. But I decided uh, to rollerblade and maybe play some roller hockey because my friend Lauren was kind of good at it. But I like be I wanted to be a goalie. And we used to play in PE in high school. Uh, that's physical education, kids, for uh, something called team handball. And it was this weird kind of basketball, volleyball, hockey hybrid. And I was a good goalie in that. I actually made the, the school lunch all-star team. That's one of my only athletic achievements I can hang my hat on. So I thought, oh, I'm going to be a, a hockey goalie. And I got to tell you, I think I lasted one time on the rollerblades. Uh, I'm not that coordinated. And I had a roller hockey goalie stick and a regular stick. I still had them for a very long time. I don't know what, what ended up happening. To, I don't think they survived the move to Los Angeles. And that kind of tempered my love of hockey because I, I discovered, uh, uh, much like baseball, uh, I was really bad at playing it. So therefore, I, my passions for it kind of waned. But I loved hockey. I rooted for the Kings, rooted for uh, the goalies, Kelly Rudy, Rob Stauber. Rob Stauber was my favorite goalie because he'd like skate out to the blue line. So yeah, I do like hockey. I'm not uh, obsessive with it. I don't watch it as uh, much if it's on. I love going the games, go, though they are fun. All right, that's my hockey discussion. And Sir Thomas Atal in the chat room saying his uh, Paul Correa Ducks jersey is a prized possession. I'm sure Thomas being up there in uh, uh, Vancouver, uh, I'm sure you've got uh, uh, hockey in your blood. Just you has to be there, right? That's that's what I, I believe about hockey and Canadians. A uh, question coming in live from the chat room. Uh, Thomas says, absolutely. Abdul has a question saying, uh, looking forward to getting his copy of the book. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm glad your brother Tamor uh, ordered a tapestry. Uh, unrelated, how was the show in San Francisco? Mark Ellis and I were up in San Francisco just last weekend doing a comedy show at the Milk Bar. Uh, we're supposed to do two shows. It got compressed into one, which ended up being fine. Uh, and it was a great show. Got to meet some wonderful people up there. Love pressing the flesh with listeners. Uh, and of course now readers, that's a great feeling, but was, uh, what was not a great feeling is I had to do this show by myself. Uh, Josh McCuga, my normal co-host, not just of the afternoons of Josh and Cam, but of these Mark Ellis and friends comedy shows, uh, wasn't there. Couldn't be there. Had a family situation, uh, you know, the stuff going on with his brother and, and couldn't make the show. 
And I was fine, right? I'll just host the show. But I, you know, that meant I had to do 15 minutes of comedy on my own, which I have not done. I have not done since about 2014, I believe. Summer of 2014, Mark Ellis. Again, Mark always forcing me back into the comedy world. He um, he uh, made me do a set at the Comedy Store in La Jolla on the Wednesday before Comic-Con. I believe it was 2014 because we were at the After Buzz Studios doing Schmo's No stuff back then. So um, it could have been 2015. I always get held, held up on dates and it's stupid. Uh, but 2014, I believe, was the winner. And it was terrifying. And I had not done stand-up for about three, four years before that. And man, it felt bad. It it scarred me. It scared me. And and children, don't give up on your dreams, right? You got to work for it. You can't be afraid and you got to dive back in there. And that's what I did. But I, I didn't write any jokes until I got on the plane. We flew out of Burbank Airport and uh, the flight was delayed a little bit, but I got a little notebook out and I started writing my jokes. Um, it was a 48 minute flight. So I had 48 minutes because, you know, 44, if you count the, the four minutes I drank a, a Diet Coke on the plane, uh, I, I had 44 minutes to prepare my material. And dagnabbit, I can't believe it actually worked. And it's rare that I can say I had a great set. Now, what's funny is the hosting of the show, which I'm actually normally pretty good at, didn't go that well. My my bits, uh, my to- my talking se- uh, segments during the middle of the bringing up the different comics, not the best, not the best. But I think I was just so focused on the set. And it worked. And this weekend, if you're listening now, um, I'm going to be in Houston hosting the show again uh, by myself. And we got a lot of guests, uh, Brett Sheridan, Jen Sturger, John Roca, Mark Ellis headlining again. And I'll be hosting that show, doing some comedy up top. And I'm looking forward to that. So that is how San Francisco went. I'll say this, though. San Francisco itself, I haven't been there properly in a long time, been through there Stop for gas, stop for food, stretch your legs, that type of thing, cross the Golden Gate Bridge, all that stuff. But I had actually been in San Francisco since I was a kid, and uh, parts of it, great. I wish I could have stopped more at the ballpark and, and see all I drove by it, and that was cool. We did a, a video with Kind of Funny there. They got a great neighborhood up there, a great studio and a house up there, but uh, where we were staying in San Francisco, bit of a challenge, bit of a challenge, but I don't want to speak bad about the town there. All right, we got a question from Patreon, Zach and Katie Edwards. Uh, this is from Katie. Do you plan to get your own dog sometime in the future, or do you prefer to be a doggy stepdad to Grace's pups? And what would you want to name your future dog? All right. I like this question because I love dogs. I love dogs. Did I show you this picture, those on YouTube? Yeah, I did show you that picture. I'm going to show you again. Look at that. That's me and Ratsy. Yeah, Rat Adelaide is actually her real name. Is uh, My girlfriend Grace's uh, uh, venerable two-pound chihuahua. She was a, a, a popular figure on Collider for a while where Grace uh, would bring uh, appearance shows and sometimes Rat would be there, as we call her, Rat, Ratsy, a lot of names. A lot of dogs have different nicknames. I love how the journey of nicknames happens with dogs. You know, this is uh, this is Buster. We, we call them super butts. Like, how'd you get to that point? Like, how'd you get the point? Rat has a lot of nicknames. Adelaide, like I said, it's a real name. Uh, Grace has another chihuahua a lot of people don't see uh, just in photos uh, named Baxter. Uh, another venerable Blue Murrow um, uh, chihuahua that's about four or five pounds, a little heavier, a little bulker, bulkier, does some weights. 
He's a he's a, fer- a ferocious dog. He's a timid dog, scared dog, but also thinks he's the guardian of the house, as a lot of dogs do. So we can't really bring him out. We can we have even trouble bringing him on a walk because he's almost bitten people. He's almost like held them down and chomped on their necks. But yet he's also afraid of uh, a bowl of water. The reflection, the shadow scares him. So yeah, you don't get to see him a lot in public, just on Instagram. And I love those dogs. Uh, love dogs. I've had dogs my whole life. A um, couple uh, wiener dogs growing up, a poodle at one point. Uh, love a lot, a, lot of, a lot of animals. My mom has a lot of dogs now. And over the years since I left, empty nest syndrome, I guess. And I understand that. She's had a lot of dogs and a lot of cats. And I love each and every one of them. And they just kind of love me. I don't know. I don't want to say I'm a nice guy. I don't want to say that dogs know. But uh, dogs like me. Dogs like me. And I'm okay with that. Um so uh, I love dogs, but Katie's question is, will I get my own dog? I've always said no, not until I was more established and I had like a house where the dog could take itself to the bathroom and I don't have to worry about that as much and it's got its own little kingdom. It's hard to have animals in an apartment. Uh, Grace does have that with her dogs, but you know, you got to manage it. You got to make sure you're home. She used to be able to take Rat to work at Collider. Um, they were pretty, used to be, they're not as much now, but it used to be a pretty dog positive office. And that was, a, that was cool. But uh, you know, when you don't get that, you got to, you got to rush back in your lunch breaks. You got to do all that. And that's a lot of responsibility. This is why I've yet to have children. I don't know if I'm ready to leave work on my lunch break to go let my children out for a bathroom break. You know, that's kind of a, that's a challenge. So I definitely want my own dog uh, at one point, but now Grace and I, we're a team. Uh, Grace, uh, you know, loves her dog so, so much as, as any pet owner does and, and, and should. Um, but we have talked about a dog, maybe a co-owned uh, dog there. Some co-parenting, not just step uh, stepdad Ken, but like full-on dad Ken. Um, though I have started the adoption process uh, emotionally for her her two dogs. Uh, we, we we she always wanted a French bulldog, and I jokingly said, "Oh, that's great. We can call it Lay Boopsy, which is a really stupid name, but that's how dog name." And she was like, "Yes, that's it." So I don't know. I don't know, Katie. To your question: If we will ever get a French bulldog, and I don't know if we do, if we'll actually name it Lay Boopsy, but. That might be in the in the future. That might be in the cards. Might have condemned myself to a life with the dog named Leboopsy, but I'm sure I'd love the dog. Um, so that's that there. Um, we got other questions coming in, and I'm looking at the chat room too. Uh, nothing yet. Um, Johnny David Music. I love Johnny. Johnny's a, a working tour musician in Australia, supporter on Patreon for a while now. And he says, "Do you ever plan to visit Australia or another uh, any other uh, overseas trip?" I first of all, my confession. A lot of you know I don't have a passport. I never traveled abroad as a kid. We didn't travel much. So um, I think uh, I think I'd like to. I think I need to get my ass in gear and get that passport. In fact, actually, since I'm, I'm broadcasting from my laptop here, I actually could bring up this tab and probably start the process uh, to apply for a passport because uh, I want to do it. One of the reasons is uh, there's a chance that we might be doing some comedy in Australia or at least have the offer to do some comedy in Australia, Mark Ellison Company, and uh, I'd be uh, love to do it. I'd love to go to Australia, have some good friends, um, uh, some good friends, you know, Maude Garrett, Alicia Malone from Australia, uh, Steel Saunders, uh, so always great people. I want to see the country I do believe that's where Johnny is himself. So I'd like to, and I'd love to see, I'd love to see, it's scary, but I'd love to see how comedy in another country works 
um, from the, uh, you know, American point of view. I know sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I have, uh, I have a, a very, uh, interesting kind of, uh, uh, rise sense of humor that a lot of people have said would work over in the UK. So maybe I'll ask, you know, we got in the, in the chat room, if he's still there, cause I'm just, I'm going to ask, uh, one of his questions here right now, but Jason Humphreys, the hump, as we call him around these parts, uh, you're over there in the UK. Do you think some of my humor, not some of the silly motivations or Dutch Allen stuff, but do you think some of the humor would work over there in the UK? If so, maybe I'll go to London. Maybe we'll hit Australia and we'll take like another 72 hour plane flight up to London. And we'll do some comedy out there too. Cause I'd love to try. Going to take a question here uh, from the chat room, though. Will McLean's asking just a good logistical question. How, how early should I show up for the 10 p.m. show on Friday to get a good seat? This is the shows in Houston. I don't quite know that. I don't think any, I don't think you need to get there before nine, Will. I think you'd be good. It's a comedy club. They know how to do it. They'll shuffle you in and out. I think that'll be good. You don't have to camp overnight. Um, Jason Humphreys says uh, the dry stuff would work. Okay, so my dry comedy would work over in London. Where That's it. We're heading to London, which I'd love to be. Real Snacks Attacks has joined the chat as well. Uh, for those watching now on YouTube and listening later on, DJ Snacks is here. Uh, we got a question from Tim Van Ulen live. I'm considering going to Celebration next year. Any rec- recommendations on where to stay in Anaheim? And the best way to travel from L.A. to Anaheim? Uh, train might be, be- a-, a good way. Um, it's L.A. to Anaheim is not far on the map, but it's far in our hearts. Uh, that is uh, sometimes a two-hour and a, and a tough two-hour, hour-and-a-half kind of drive. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough one there. But if you landed in, I, I would try to uh, fly into the John Wayne Airport, which is the one in Orange County there, and go there. But if you're visiting in L.A. because you're coming out here, that's understandable. Uh, budget about a, a, a hour at best, two hour at worst travel time down to Anaheim. Unless you're taking like train. A lot of people love taking the train. Uh, they can do that. So look into that. Um, and any recommendations where to stay in Anaheim? Well, lucky for you, Tim, Anaheim is basically just a big old giant, uh, tourist destination, much like say Orlando. And, uh, you, uh, you can just find a lot of good hotels around, uh, the convention center, all walkable, Uber liftable. And, uh, it's a nice place. I love Anaheim. My, um, grandparents, well, my grandfather recently passed away, but my grandmother still lives there with my aunt just around the corner from Disneyland. It's set up. For you to travel there, so you can't go wrong there. Um, Snacks is asking, any luck getting a new laptop set up? Almost, yes. Luck, yes. I uh, was uh, my patron supporters for my birthday put together a nice surprise and sent me a gaming laptop for better Twitch streaming activity, and I'm excited uh, to get that set up. The laptop set up, it's it's over by my studio there, and um, and uh, it's uh, it's ready. I just uh, all the traveling's taken away, so when I get back from Houston. Diving on in there. Uh, Jason Humphreys has his questions. He asked a couple weeks ago in Patreon, what were the most enjoyable, memorable birthdays? My birthday was last month, and I had, I got to tell you, I had one of the more quiet birthdays. I just uh, wanted to put my energy into the traveling, the comedy shows, the book release, doing a lot of press for the book release. That's been uh, very fortunate. Um, But enjoyable, memorable birthdays. I was dreading my 40th one. Uh, you know, 40 is a number, big number. That was a couple years ago, but I had a big party and everyone came out and I've always had, I love birthday parties, not because everyone's like paying attention to me. That doesn't hurt, but I love getting around my friends and I have a lot of friends from different sides of the world. You know, I got, um, 
I've got comedy friends. I got uh, Star Wars friends. I got Schmoes friends. I got friends from my days working security. I got some my best friend who's a police officer. I've got pe- friends from pro wrestling, just life in general. So those are always, it's fun to gather everyone, just got to see the different pockets. Didn't do that this year, but some of my most memorable birthdays, I got to tell you, there was the year, I think I've talked about it before, there was the year in which my mom let me convert our living room into um, into Pee-wee's Big, Ed, uh, not Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but Pee-wee's Playhouse. And Will's checking out in the chat room. See you, Will. We'll see you. Um, you know, it wasn't grand, but we, I put, you know, we had a chair. I turned to cherry. We had, a, you know, had a genie. My sister uh, was the genie in the, you know, the Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heine Ho, if you're familiar with Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse, the show. I was a big fan of Pee Wee Herman. So I was able to, to not only do that, but I had a good, like, actual suit and a costume and I dressed like Pee Wee Herman and I do the voice, I do the dance, I invited friends and they showed up. I don't know if they thought highly of me or they thought it was a little weird, but they played along. Kind of. Uh, but I love that. That was a big memory. I think that was like nine or ten. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. I just remember pure joy. And that's the important thing. That's the important thing about your birthday. I don't care how you celebrate. Just be there for the pure joy. So, Jason, great question. Other birthdays. I can tell you some of the worst. One of the worst birthdays I had, 23. I was in L.A., I had friends in town, but I just didn't have enough to, I didn't know how to throw a party. I didn't have anyone in my life who was like, hey, <laughs> Ken, excuse me, uh, throw, here's how you throw a party for yourself. So I went to work. It was my day off. I think I took the day off from work, hung around the house by myself, probably took myself to like Carl's Jr. for lunch. Um, you know, my mom called me or something. My uncle, who was my boss at the time, said hello. And then uh, I went back to work. This is when I was working security at the mall. And I drove around in the security vehicle in the back while my two friends just kind of who were supervisors just kind of patrolled a lot. And we talked and talked and talked. And it was fine. It was great. I think I bought myself a Star Wars magazine or something like that or a fantasy baseball magazine or something. I just sat in the back read them. So it wasn't like bad. It just was kind of depressive. Um, Alice Wadsworth has this question. We call her Star Wars Alice around these parts, especially on Twitch. Uh, she says, how do you like your shrimp? Fried, boiled, scampi, grilled on the barbie with lobster. I love shrimp. Yeah, I know. They're bottom feeders. I don't care. You can try to convince me of that. I understand it. I understand what they are. I just love it. I'm not a huge seafood fan. I don't really like lobster. Don't like crab. I'll take a good halibut or a salmon every now and then. But shrimp, the bottom feeders, the trash, the trash seagulls of the sea, whatever you want to call them, seagulls of the underwater. I don't care. I love them. I can uh, a chilled uh, shrimp cocktail with a with a nice uh, cocktail sauce. I could eat thirty of them. Fried's okay. Boiled's fine. Scampi. I love good shrimp scampi. Grilled on the barbie. That's totally it. The only reason I, I don't like the shrimp that reminds you that they were shrimp. Real Snacks Attacks in the chat room just says, shrimp is good. Um, I don't, I, there was one time a friend and I went to uh, a restaurant. This is up in the Santa Clarita area of Los Angeles, of the greater Los Angeles suburban area. And there was like a new new shrimp restaurant open. I had a nice little shrimp logo. And I was like, I like shrimp. I like shrimp. And she was like, I like shrimp. Well, let's go get some shrimp. And it was one of those places. And I'm sure some of you've been to those. You walk in, they sit you down, the table's covered in plastic. And then they give you like 12 bibs. And then this place gave you gloves, gloves. I'm like, Oh, this can't be good. We ordered like, we'll have your shrimp, please shrimp place. And they gave us a bucket of shrimp. The shrimp weren't moving, but I don't think they, 
had stopped moving long before this bucket came to us. Um, we powered through. We powered through. Had to do some things I wasn't proud of. Had to do some things, you know, reminiscent of, you know, some Game of Thrones episodes with the blood and gore. Got through it. And maybe about halfway through the bucket, we both just kind of looked at each other and we're like, yeah, this ain't, this isn't the kind of shrimp I like. I like the store-bought, prepared, you don't know that they had legs shrimp. So we won't do that. But I think tonight, at the time of this recording, I am actually going to be going to a Bubba Gump shrimp to celebrate the book release day and celebrate Grace Period on NCIS the other night. Um, I think we're going to do that. And yes, Snacks Attack, you can call me Bubba Napsock. Final question here uh, from the uh, Patreon questions, and then we'll start taking some phone calls. So then we'll get out of here because I got some work to do. And you got some work to do. John Mariano says, hey, you're traveling a lot now. That I am, John. I know you've uh, never been overseas. Uh, yeah, see, see, following up. I'm not lying about my other answer. If you had 10 days and unlimited funds, what tri- what would that trip look like? 10 days and unlimited funds. I guess the question is, do you want to go to one spot for an extended period of time or several spots? I love going to one spot and camping out. I don't like camping. My friend Ryan, who's a camera guy at Screen Junkies for years, he's a big camper. He and his uh, fiance, they're, they're big campers. They want me to go. I mean, I'm talking, they're not, they don't go to like the lake. They go out to the wilderness where there's a good chance you won't find them again. That's the kind of campers they are. Beautiful shots, beautiful vistas, beautiful uh, spirituality attached to it. I, I just can't do it. I need, a, I need a socket to plug in my hairdryer. Um, but I'm talking about, I love going to, say, Chicago for Star Wars Celebration. And yeah, the celebration, the convention and all that stuff's great. But I love living at a hotel, living another life for about four or five days and getting one of my favorite things to do. Talked about it here on the Knapsack Files, uh, maybe on the Patreon only show when I you know hit Seattle. Yeah, I love the next morning. You, you fly in, or you drive in, you check in, you, you know, you maybe hit a hotel bar. That's great. But then the next day you, you wake up. I wake up early and I go, I look on a map, a Google map or something like that, find a local coffee spot, get a cup of coffee and I walk around. Now that could be dangerous. San Francisco, I wouldn't have done that. The area we were in, again, not the overall, I don't want to talk bad about San Francisco, but the area we were in, I probably wouldn't have done that. We also didn't have time that day. We were in town for basically one day. But Chicago, that's what I did. Star Wars Celebration every day. I knew my routine. I had, I had a local 7-Eleven. God bless it. I get some coffee there, go for a little stroll around the block or two uh, until it got too windy and I'd return home and then uh, back to the hotel and then catch a cab, go down to the convention center floor. Love that. I love that kind of feeling. So that's, that's kind of, I love just soak it up. So I, if I had unlimited funds and I could go overseas really easily, I think I would do London. I've been obsessed with a lot of things, uh, British, UK-based my whole life, whether it's Monty Python, uh, the Beatles, just music in general, Oasis, those kind of things. Uh, the fact that uh, you know Star Wars shoots over in the UK and has for a long time. Just, I just grew up obsessed. And I had a, a great aunt and uncle. My great uncle, a great uncle passed away, too, this past year. Um, they live locally up in the San Bernardino, San Bernardino Mountains here in um SoCal region, but uh, they'd travel a lot to London, uh, working with a church out there, something like that. And so every time we'd visit them around Thanksgiving up in the uh, the mountains here in San Bernardino, um, they'd pull out maps of London and they'd tell me stories of, oh, London, and we saw this and there's the beef eaters and um, all that kind of stuff. 
And I just was fascinated with it. Jason Humphreys is saying uh, Liverpool or Manchester. Yeah, because of the history attached to the Beatles and Liverpool, Manchester Oasis, I'd be interested. But I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to go big. Go London, right? Maybe in those 10 days I can travel. I don't quite know how far those two locations are from London. I'm not going to assume they're close. Um, but uh, I think I'd do that. I think I'd do that. Australia's good. New Zealand, uh, you know, do the Lord of the Rings tour. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. But I think London. Because, again, what I like to do when I travel, and I love to see if some of you out there like to do the same thing, is I like to essentially move there mentally. I'll do the touristy things. And if I'm going to London, I'm going to do the Beatles tour. I'm going to cross Abbey Road. I'm going to do all those annoying things. Absolutely. Absolutely going to do that. But I want to just feel, man. So three hours by train. So I love the, this is why I love the live interaction. The hump is over in the UK telling me it's three hours by train to both. Is that Liverpool and Manchester or one of the other hump? Because uh, that, that, that's, see, if you're there for 10 days, one day you get up, you take a three-hour train ride, you pop around Liverpool, you, you, you sing some Beatles songs in your head, and you get back on, you head back down. That's what I think I'd do. Actually, now the more I'm talking about it, I think I have to do this. I don't have unlimited funds and don't yet have that passport, but I think I have to do that at some point. My hope is, here's my hope. My hope is at one point that Grace gets a really cool acting job okay manchester i go see, sing some oasis songs on the train hump it's grace it's a real cool acting gig and let's go to london for like three four weeks and then i'll be like i'll go with you i'll take care of the dogs and have some fish and chips and a pint down at a local pub that's what i think i want out of life right snacks doesn't have a passport either that good i don't feel bad then i don't feel bad I feel bad, but I don't feel it. Snacks, you and I are on the same team. Humps updating, saying 30 minutes from Manchester to Liverpool. So you take a three-hour ride to Manchester, enjoy that, uh, and then go 30 minutes to Liverpool, and then get back to London. That's the plan. See if I can do it. Well, Snacks has been around the world thanks to his military service. God bless you. Thank you for serving Snacks. All right. So with that said, here on the TNFN session, this is what we do. I just hang out with some folks, broadcast this episode. You get to know, know a little bit more about me. Don't forget the book, Why We Love Star Wars is out. That's my commercial break. All right. I think it's possible if you guys are out there in the chat room, you want to dial into the uh, show, you can do that. You guys have the number up on the Discord server to get in and I can bring the, the calls up and it should be good. I'm clicking on so many things. I don't know where my camera is right now. That's what she said. Um, Snacks has always been to places full of sand. Tim Van Ullen says sand. Thomas the Tall says it's coarse. That's right. We love Star Wars here, but we love doing sand jokes. So if anyone wants to call in from the Google Voice number, you can do so. I can bring that up, and we can chat directly live. Last time we did this, Snacks... Um, Ambush me with a question that I'm still absolutely gonna gonna do. Uh, I, I made a I made a promise to be uh, on his radio station with one show at least. So we're gonna do that. Here we go. We got a call coming in. All right, you're live on Napsack Files. Who we have? It is the wonderful DJ Snacks. Good afternoon, sir. Oh, Snacks! I bet you have this number ready. You got you got some pre-dialing action in here, right? Well, yes, sir. I generally do have it. Set into my phone, ready to go. I love it. All right, I was just telling everybody the last time you held me down uh, and and demanded I do a radio show uh, on your station, uh, and I agreed to one. We've been talking about doing that, so it's not uh, it's half a joke there. Um, but what do you got this time? Well, actually, it's a 
it's kind of a question related to, to your travels lately, because you, you've been doing this opening gig with Mark now for the better part of a year. Okay. But it's always been you and Josh to this point. Well, when you went to San Francisco last week, mm-hmm. it was just here. Right. How did it compare between doing it by yourself as compared to doing it with Josh? Oh, we did talk about it up a little bit up. Uh, oh, wait. So we're getting some people. We're getting the, people are, are not hearing not hearing you in in the chat room. Okay. All right. This is a. Uh, I can hear you. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. All right, stick with me, everyone. This is why we do the show live. I can see if uh, I could see why that is not happening here. Uh, um, can you hear? What about now? That Roadcaster Pro not quite working out the way you thought it was. Well, there were no. It's been working great. It's just been. Uh, it's been a weird. There was, was an update. Uh, and so it's not working. So this is great. Uh, you know, we might not, might not even edit this out of the show here. Uh, maybe the people can hear. Um, anyone out there now? Can you hear snacks? Can you hear snacks? Snacks talk. Well, that's that's actually the next thing on my my upgrade list is getting a roadcaster myself. So maybe. Maybe by Christmas I can save up enough and get one of my own. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the the roadcaster is uh, is uh, is spectacular. Um, it just, I think their, I think their weird little update might've, uh, might've messed it up here. So, uh, um, well. all right, but that's the next well, no, 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 we'll, we'll go here. I want to, I'll answer a question. San Francisco was, uh, was interesting. It was, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm a hero for doing it by myself, but it was, uh, it was a challenge for me and we overcame that. Uh, and I can't look, I'm looking forward to doing it in Houston as well there. So, uh, you know, and, 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 and maybe we'll stop from there. I don't know how much longer I'll go doing comedy, but Ellis, if Ellis had his way, he, uh, he'd want to do more of it. So we'll see. We'll see. All, All right, right, buddy. Uh, good on you for doing it by yourself and, and being brave and standing out in front of that crowd. Cause I know that's not your thing. <laughs> Thank you, my buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that goes away. Uh, thanks snacks for that call. A little disappointed. I'm uh, not snacks. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, interesting as to why, why it didn't work there. Didn't work. Well, this is why we do this. Uh, that AppSec files in session is always a work in progress too. So <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, but that is, uh, that's it. I know I can't risk any more calls. Ah, that's kind of disappointing to me. Going to figure it out there. And Humps is saying he couldn't hear the music at the beginning too. Uh, that is interesting. That is interesting. Maybe something in my settings on YouTube. We'll deal with that at another time. All right. That is it for this week. That is Knapsack Files in session. I want to thank you all for participating on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash catnapsack to get more information. And then I want to, uh, you know, remind you all again, Why We Love Star Wars is out. I think if you're listening, you a good chance you have pre-ordered it. Um, but, you know, maybe you haven't. Um, and if you're not a Star Wars fan, I understand. You don't have to buy it. Tell a friend, though, who might like Star Wars. You can follow me at catnapsack and go to catnapsack.com for all the information about my book, uh, where to get it, and other shows that I do. This is TNF and In Session, Episode 2. Yeah, technical problems and all, doesn't matter. We're here. We'll see you next time.